All right. This is interesting. Now, we uh, often talk about our colleagues, whether they be working at 102.1 The Edge or our friends at Q107 down the hall here. And Matthew Pegg, who we've had on the program before, who is the uh, chief of Toronto Fire Services, he tweeted out at uh, John Derringer and Flair Boy at the Q107 Morning Show yesterday. Interesting chat this morning. We're having um, to evolve the 911 services to allow emergency services to receive incoming text and video versus voice times are quickly changing he also tweeted out next generation 911 is coming and will bring some important enhancements being able to eventually receive images and video of ongoing emergencies that will enable us to enhance our response lots of work's being done he says here to talk about it is frank papone he's the division chief of technology for toronto fire welcome to the show frank Good morning. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. So that's some interesting um, information in those tweets. What are some of the things that you guys are looking at, Toronto uh, Fire Services? Well, Toronto Fire is working uh, within the Emergency Services Working Group, which is an advisory body to the CRTC on NextGen 911. Um, we're working at looking at how we enable this technology coming forward. Um, you know, initially, it's only going to replace you know, the same features that we have right now, which is voice services and Annie Alley, but it will be coming in um, through an IP pipe or an internet type of connection. So it's exciting that once you establish that connection, the other things that you can do with it um, become almost limitless. So would so if you can receive voice tags or images, would that mean that your nine one one operator there there had been some complaints that uh, you know people trying to call nine one one that they had received busy signals? We've heard of that in the past, but this way, whatever it is your emergency is, your text is going to go through and uh, it can be viewed right away. Well, well, capacity and and queuing and things of that nature still can be a concern. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're looking at addressing the operational impact. And, you know, 911 and emergency service agencies like fire and paramedic services, we're very risk adverse. So we want to understand the impact to our operation before we, you know, literally start drinking from that fire hose and, and turn that tap all the way open. So how that's all going to be done has yet to be determined. Mm-hmm. But it's currently being studied and addressed because we want to make sure that we get the information we want and we're not overwhelmed by information that we don't necessarily need. Well, and so we want we don't want to complicate that problem of waiting in queue for for getting uh, the the attention of a 911 operator. Your chief peg said that the next generation 911 is coming and will bring some important enhancements being able to eventually receive images and video of ongoing emergencies. How would that help enhance your response time? Oh, well, absolutely. Think about even enhanced location information, which is something we're talking about. Uh, so right now, an Annie Alley spill, to some extent, this is strictly the billing address. There is some uh, additional location information that comes in with cellular calls, but there's supplemental location information that NextGen 911 will add to the equation just to improve the accuracy of that information as well as it'll, it'll improve the ability to know that to, to, to use artificial intelligence as well down the, down the road to understand that we're getting multiple calls for the same event. We can look at responding to those calls in an automated fashion, letting callers know that we have that event. Again, free up our 911 operators and our dispatchers to coordinate 
the existing responses more effectively. How often do you get multiple calls for uh, the same event? And how big of a problem is that? Daily. Daily. Think about, you know, a fender bender on a Don Valley or on the Gardner, and you have all those condos looking down on everybody picks up their phone and calls it in. So we get numerous numerous calls for single events all the time. So if you had the text, if someone was texting you and saying it, you could have an automatic response that says, thanks so much, we're already looking into this. Correct. Wow, that's not bad. I mean, do you think that, it, you know, it's a, it's been a long time coming? It, are, do you guys feel like you're kind of behind the eight ball here where, you know, technology is concerned that fire services, unfortunately, haven't gotten on top of this quick enough? Well, it, it's not just fire services. It, it's uh it's the emergency services in general. Um, 911 is typically handled by law enforcement, by police in most jurisdictions. And, you know, we don't adopt new technology at the rate it's, it's available for very good reason. Uh, we want to make sure that it's stable and it's working and we're not introducing additional risk. We don't want to... We don't want to make things worse by introducing technology. We're looking at making them better. Reliability paramount. Correct. So, and we want to make sure everything is is always available. So you were talking about nine one one and how you're working on this. You're basically blue skying right now. What you'd like to see in in next generation nine one one? Are the, how how involved are you with the police services? Police are at the table. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, through through this emergency services working group I mentioned before, we have um, law enforcement, paramedics, um, fire. All public safety agencies, we have the vendor community, and we have, of course, uh, the carriers, the 911 carriers, the cellular carriers, Bell, Telus, Rogers. They're all at the table, and we're all looking to understand and adopt standards for the introduction of this new technology. So, you know, the first line in the sand is uh, June 30th of 2020, where the carriers have been mandated by the CRTC to provide voice and location information. Um, so the tele- telecommunications uh, networks, the the regulator got the ball rolling on, on you guys adopting and and moving forward with the next gen nine one one. Correct. It, it, it you know Canada works a bit different than the U S. Um, so we look at a collaborative approach um, at how we're going to implement these things. So we want to make sure that we address not only the technological concerns but the operational ones. When you look at, look at the debacle that's going on, some people say um, with the Amber Alerts, does that concern you at all? Because um, when we're talking about getting the message out, clearly we've had some a miscommunication with some uh, of, of the Amber Alert um, particulars. Correct. You're absolutely correct. Uh, so change management is, is very important. We need to message this out to the public in a way that makes sense. And so that they understand it, and we don't get caught in that same type of, of uh, false expectation, if you will. You're involved in the working group, I'm guessing, yourself, are you? Correct. I have staff on that committee, and I'm, I'm uh, updated frequently. Is there anything that you have been personally um, amazed by that technology can allow you to do, um, you know, that you've learned about through this working group, and you thought, wow, I had no idea? Um, no, not really, because the technology has evolved Outside of the public safety arena, we just haven't adopted it because we, we we didn't think it was mature enough at the time. But you think at the rate technology has changed, um, we've uh, as as a public safety community have been a little bit behind the eight ball for certain because we're risk adverse and we don't like change. We tried and true, 
911, you know, analog copper circuits have been around forever. They always work, and that's what we fall back on. But the technology has evolved to the point now where it does allow itself to be uh, resilient and available to the extent that, w- that we need. Mm-hmm. So looking at how we deploy that technology and uh, ensure that it doesn't overwhelm our operators or, like I said, complicate things more than they need to be. What do you think the timeline is here on implementing that next generation 911? Um, well, what we've got coming is June 30th, 2020, uh, CRTC has mandated the carriers to be able to provide um, voice and uh, location information, mm-hmm. similar to what we have now. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of 2020, they've been mandated to supply real-time text. I would imagine this would be really helpful to, um, if you were following some sort of a 911 uh, feed and you saw the areas that you should stay away from because there's an emergency ensuing, if, if you could take it there eventually, it could be good on getting messages out to the public as well. It, it can be, absolutely. It, also, what it helps is the ability to share information amongst public safety agencies. Right, so that interoperability, that situational awareness among different jurisdictions becomes a lot easier. All right. Well, I really appreciate your time today, Frank. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Best of luck with that uh, working group. Frank Papone is Division Chief of Technology for Toronto Fire Services. And uh, that next generation 911 is coming. CRTC says we have to get there. And so they will by next summer.